0: Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have.
1: Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help.
0: Are you ready for your session?
1: The doctors doctors are are in. in.
0: Wow. It has been a year, and the year's not even done yet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a year a of- since we've been podcasting in quarantine, kind of.
0: Well, I mean, we've been podcasting for a while, but I mean, I feel like even in the depths of lockdown, we've had a lot of stuff going on, you and I. Yeah,
1: you know, people talk, talk about quote-unquote lockdown like nothing's going on, but we've interviewed so many people that are making movies, that are writing movies, that are, you know, doing you know, the books and, and, and events and webinars and everything. It's been really actually a pretty pretty busy year surprisingly.
0: You've got to do something while you're at home. <laughs> Man, and while all of this is happening, very quietly on the scene, your game has launched. We've talked about oh, your yes. word game over the, mm-hmm. the past year or so, but now it's actually available.
1: Yes, WordCursion is available on Android, soon on iOS. Yeah, WordCursion. It's, it's exciting. It's out there. Um, I haven't really done the full blitz of marketing yet because we're just Kind of tying up loose ends uh, and getting the a- Apple version out. But it is, it's being played all over the world uh, by people now.
0: So we've actually never really talked about your game on podcast. And I feel like I know so much about it because like I've talked about it with you all the time. But so why did you decide to create a video game and why this particular type of game? You know, I know you were kind of focusing yeah. on maybe doing you know animation or a tie-in with you know an animated project so what happened
1: yeah well that's what happened there was an animated actually it started off as a game i had a game idea and this was back in like 2000 i want to say 2009 2010 and it was a big yeah that's when i had my first game idea and it was a cgi kind of open world game you know where you have massive adventures and things and obviously that's a really big project to do as your first game out so i kind of Came up with the idea. I kind of wrote it out and kind of shelved it for a long, long time. And then um, I played a lot of uh, Words with Friends with a, with some friends of mine. I and call Words the-
0: with Frenemies.
1: Frenemies. <laughs> Words with- Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I really started to get bored with it. But I kept playing it because I have this w- one or two friends that we like kind of chat through it. So it's kind of a social thing. But I just got kind of really bored with it. And I was like, God, can we come up with something more exciting that we could play? And that's where the idea for WordCursion came up. It's basically trying to create a, an exciting word game, something that's challenging, that's dynamic, uh, that kind of incorporates a lot of cool strategy games that you know I grew up with, like Scrabble and Risk and Boggle and Stratego, Othello, all these games that take a lot of uh, word and, and strategy uh, and kind of blended them all together in kind of a game smoothie of strategy and word games. And it kind of became WordCursion and uh, it's been two or three years now that i've been working on it and even you and a bunch of people came over to prototype test a version of it that i made physically like i made physical little tiles and everything and it's been a great process yeah. yeah you guys had a lot of good feedback you really helped shape the game how how it changed from that point to the digital point i wanted to create a game that i thought people would enjoy playing that'd be fun that would be competitive. That you know, wouldn't be the same playing the same tiles over and over again, the same words, and so um, if I had to describe it on a it's a visual thing, I had to describe it on a podcast. Basically, it's a competitive head-to-head word find. So you have a grid of ten by ten that have blocks that have letters in them, and you can make words anywhere on the board in any direction in any length up to well, three letters and up. You have to at least three letters, and you want to take over the board. When you make a word, uh, you you take over blocks of territory. And you can, you can actually take over territory, you can take your enemy's territory away, so you can kind of go back and forth, and it's very com- uh, combative. And so it's been really exciting to see how it's evolved, and uh, so far the response has been great. Um, it's just been a limited launch for, for so far, but we just recently launched it um, open all over the world on Android. It's on Google Play. Of course, we'll put the link in the show notes. And, uh, eventually, and, and hopefully very near soon, it will be out on, on Apple iOS.
0: It better be, or I can't play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I haven't really pushed the, the marketing launch yet, is because yeah. it's really a social game. You really have to play against people um, at, in this version. Uh, so I want it to be available on all the platforms, because otherwise it'd be like, oh, I want to play this game with you. And you'd be like, oh, I can't, because I'm on an iPhone. I want it to be, yeah, it, it really needs to be launched fully. Eventually, I mean, this is just the first iteration of it. You know, It's what I could accomplish with the resources I had. Um, and the developers I was able to find to help me build it, uh, but I have great you know plans for it to create you know multiple different game scenarios. I want to play uh, have timed puzzles and you know more power ups and things. So it's really just a stepping off point. So hopefully we'll get a, a nice uh, solid launch and then be able to continue developing it you know for years to come and putting lots of cool features into it. I want it to be my goal for it really. My goal is to have it become like an e for the Scrabble crowd, you know, something Mm -hmm. really visually competitive where you can play online. Um, I'd love to do, I always wanted to launch it at E3, which is the big entertainment electronic expo in LA. And that got put on hold, of course, because of the pandemic. But, you know, I always wanted to do it like a live, like battle, like Royale in, uh, of the game in person. So people could see the game being played on a stage with like really good competitors and, so that was kind of my dream to launch it, but it's going to be a little lower key launch than that. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say, two years, I feel like that's actually a really short lead time for game development. I mean, at least, I mean, at least most games I've heard of take like, you know, five, 10 years.
1: Well, this is a very, it's a very simple game. When you look at the board and you look at the controls, it's a very simple game. I mean, there's uh, programming behind it, obviously, that is more complex it doesn't have, you know, lots of characters. It doesn't have different environments and worlds and, and battles and things like, you know, there's no weapons or swords or upgrading or any of that kind of stuff. It's just making words on uh, out of letters and um, being creative in how you do that. It, it actually took longer than it should have. It originally was supposed to, the first developer I hired said it would take three months. And after uh, harassing him for a year, he didn't, he didn't really finish it. He never got really polished. And I had to find another developer to take it over basically started over, and that guy did a great job and did get it done in about three months and then we had testing and fixes and uh, then some delays for other reasons uh Facebook in general is kind of tricky to get approved with yeah there's a it's been a learning experience let's put it that way it's uh it sounds like it should be it sounds like it should be easier and then some on some sides you think it should take longer but I was actually really impressed with how fast it was put together by my current development team. They did a great job.
0: So like, what exactly did you learn? I mean, obviously, you know, be, be wise in who you pick to work with, but I mean, as far yeah. as developing a game, what, what would you have, what did you do right? And what would you have done differently now that you've done it?
1: Well, yeah, the first problem was, you know, not vetting the, the people I hired more thoroughly and getting recommendations from people I know in the business. And that's how I found my current team is. I went through some people I knew working in the, I worked in the post-production sound business with a company that had a game division doing sound for games. And through that, I was able to make connections in the game world and find the team I'm working with. So I would definitely say, yeah, do your research and on uh, the people you're hiring is definitely super important. And then, of course, get everything in writing down to the, you know, the spec of what you want developed to make sure that you're getting everything you're you're paying for. Because uh, you know they'll kind of be like, well, we can't do that. That's too hard to do. Uh, even though they said they could do it at the beginning. And then they re- uh, you know, the first development team realized, oh, well, that's too hard to do. I'm not going to do that. They also went off on tangents and said, well, we did this cool thing, even though I never asked for it. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure the resources are put into exactly what you're building, exactly what you're creating. We don't have a lot of uh, money uh, to spend on this. So you want to make sure all of it's being put in exactly where you want it. And this, my, my current team has been very good at that. They've been very focused. They've been very organized about listing out the, the, the things they're working on uh, using a project management tool um, and checking things off as they go and having me test things. And every time they would do a new build with new uh, uh, changes or improvements, then I would test it. Uh, allowing extra time for testing was, was something else I learned. You really do need a lot of time for testing. Because every time you test, then you have to tweak. So then there's more time in development. So whatever your budget is, you know, in, increase it, your, your time and your, your time budget and your money budget, increase them by like 50%. <laughs> That's <laughs> like might. any kind
0: of production. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, it's still exciting and it's still a fun process. And if you're not having fun, then then it shouldn't, it's, there's something wrong going on. Yeah. It's been really exciting and very fun to see it come together. And I've been playing it for months because I've been testing it with my beta testers. And having a great time, and uh, and and since it launched, we've been getting steadily getting new users, even though it's slow because we haven't been spending a lot of money on advertising. Mm-hmm. But people are signing up all the time, and they keep playing. I've got some people on there I, I don't know; they're random competitors that I get matched up to, and we play, and one of us wins, and then we play again, and so they're still enjoying the game. They keep playing it, which is great.
0: Ooh, is your username like? Do they know that you're the creator? The creator?
1: I don't think so. Some someday I may announce that, but. I actually That'd have two accounts because I have an account on my on an Android phone I have for testing, and I have an account on my iPad and iPhone for testing. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have dummy accounts I use for testing as well. So I'm I'm multiple people on there. <laughs> so you could be playing if you're playing it with uh, some random person you don't know, it could be me.
0: Does it show your location? Like it says so and so from U.S. Or? No,
1: the the profile is very basic at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's just your avatar and your and whatever username you pick. Okay. I really want it to be very unintrusive. we don't collect a lot of data. The only uh it's free to play. I should mention that up front it's free to play. We have ads that come up every few plays, but we got to pay the bills and uh, they're pretty non you can actually after a few seconds you can kind of skip out of them, so it's not bad. I hate those so i I know how much people hate mm-hmm. those ads but but uh, you, you gotta you have to pay it's the bills necessary at some evil, point. yeah, yeah. And eventually, um, the, you know, in a in a future version, you know, hopefully not too far down the line, we we're gonna monetize it so that the people have the option to pay, you know, two or three dollars to get rid of the ads. You can, you know, so that'll be an option. I always like that when I really like a game, I like when I can say, fine, I'm gonna keep playing this, but I don't want to see your ads anymore. I just want to play the game. And uh, eventually, you know, there'll be new features and stuff to make that really worthwhile.
0: Was your development team like? I mean, I, obviously, by the time you went to the second one, you already had it figured out. But was your development team ever really part of it as far as like, like I mean, I'm just wondering, because a game is such an involved thing, how do you know you even have a good idea on your hands?
1: Well, I knew I had a good idea on my hands when I had a bunch of developers all want to, uh, my first round, I had to interview like half a dozen different developers and they all really mm-hmm. liked the idea. Of course, we signed non-disclosure agreements and everything to do that. But yeah. everyone liked it. Everyone, they really wanted to work on it.
0: Oh, good.
1: Oh, yeah. People really thought it was a great idea. It was one of those head slappers. Why didn't I think of that idea kind of thing? So I knew it was a good idea from the beginning. And we've already had two publishers. Well, one publisher expressed interest interest in the game. And we're talking to another publisher in Europe about the game. You know, the fact that people are, are willing to look at it as far as taking it onto their platform of you know where they have millions of users. Um, would be fantastic that would be a huge boost to the game instead of having to do it all on my own Yeah. plus publishers bring um, expertise to the table they have uh, if they they have a uh, history they have um, besides just having a base of users they also have marketing and and uh, experience monetizing and how to build those systems and how to organize it and market it mm-hmm. so yeah so finding a publisher would be a, a big uh, leap forward for the game but if we do it on our own, that's fine, too.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's been a
1: really, really exciting process. And you've been with me through it all the whole time, pretty much kind of behind the scenes here. You've seen it happen. And, uh, you know, it's been frustrating at times, but it's also been pretty exciting.
0: It's it's really exciting to think that, like, I can't believe that was just two years ago when we had the board game night and, you know, we were like turning over paper tiles to like try it out. And then, you know, even the early builds and stuff like that. And um. It's Yeah, it, it's funny because uh, I can't even remember how to play Words With Friends because it's been a long time because I remember getting, <laughs> frustra- I remember getting frustrated with it. I, I call it Words With Frenemies because I would walk away from the game and then, you know, you're playing random people. They would be really pissed at me for not playing for like a day or oh, two.
1: Yeah, so, so people are, yeah.
0: And I just, after a while, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have other things to do. Like, I can't, sorry I didn't do it within like 20 minutes and I just got off the... The platform. So, I mean, I don't mind playing a game like that as long as everyone's friendly, but people weren't friendly with me, so.
1: Yeah, some of the feedback we've already had on it is nobody's playing fast enough. So, w- eventually we'd like to put in a timer or something like a championship mode where you have to play within 30 seconds or something, like really push it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually not as good as word games as you might think. I mean, I'm making one, but I do that because it challenges me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the idea of a timer on me; would be like crazy. Sometimes I take, I take, you know, five minutes to find my next play because I'm really looking for the best word I can find.
0: Wait a second, though. What? How long does an actual game
1: take? It can take a while, um, because uh, it doesn't have a endpoint that's fixed. Like the goal is to get up to fifty-one blocks of territory, but because when you play a word on your enemy's territory, you can take them away. It can go back and forth. I've actually played, you know, kind of quote unquote the last move with uh, with another player a dozen times before somebody finally gets over the the finish line. Mm-hmm. So it can take uh, quite a few moves. Huh. that's my big project, and we've talked about your book. It's out there <laughs> in the world. You're doing. You're working on the audio version now too, right? So
0: here's what's going on with Air of Amber and Fire, which is book one in the Kingdom Legacy series. It came out in March. I. For some reason, I just like to launch projects in March. I don't know what it is, but um, because I launched uh, Expat also in March of last year. Oh, hmm. You know, what's funny is I did not realize with a book launch, because it's my first one, that you actually have to give a lot of time to a book launch. So around January-ish, I started contacting different podcasters, different bloggers, stuff like that. Like, hey, would you want to review my book? I got a few hits, you know, sent out the book. And obviously, yeah, I get it. Like, it takes a while to read a manuscript. But when I started doing the research again, and I think because I'm used to the film world, right? You don't contact people until like a month or two before the film comes out. Why would you not do that with a book? But they have longer lead times. And so I probably should have started marketing way, way earlier because it's at least four to six months of a lead time before the launch for them to like read it and review it. So it's a little slow going. I learned a lot with this one. And also I think I just need to have a little bit more of a catalog out there, so I'm working on book two. Uh, as far as the audio version goes, I was working on it. However, I've just been swamped with other projects, like basically the day job stuff. So I'm doing a lot of audiobook narration, but it's not for my audiobook. Not your
1: book. Oh, okay. <laughs> so
0: I think after I finish up a couple projects, if there's nothing on the the docket, then I will be able to finally focus on it and yeah. you know get book one audiobook was done
1: with, with my game I had you know people who have been in the business for years helping me you kind of did it all on your own did you have any like mentors in audiobooks that or not audiobooks but in pro writing prose and novels and fantasy young adult fiction and marketing it
0: to you mean you? publishing publishing <laughs>
1: that's what it's called what,
0: what's the word
1: <laughs> did you have yeah. yeah did you have help there
0: not really because I any kind of like, quote unquote, mentorship I've picked up has been just like conversations with friends, like actually, uh, Tim, who we had on our podcast a couple weeks ago, he was great. He's an indie author, the the horror novelist. So we've discussed, you know, a few things back and forth as far as like self-publishing. Anything else has just been stuff I've either like Googled myself or stuff I've picked up as I've worked with indie authors and just kind of observed like what they do. But again, it's a lot um, of—so one thing they say with independent authors, it's kind of like being on YouTube or being on Instagram or something. You kind of need to have a big catalog before—I mean, unless you're coming out of the gate, you know, and everybody knows who you are because you already had a presence somewhere else. But for most people, the more stuff you have available, right? You know, you don't go to a YouTube channel and you're like, oh, this creator only has one video. Okay. You know, but when you see they have like 20 videos, you're like, all right, okay, I'll watch everything, you know. So
1: talk about my mother's a a writer and she's working on her sixth book in a series, all independently published. So, yeah. mm -hmm. And even that is still hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is just building up the catalog and, and stuff like that. So I've learned a lot from this launch, which means once I do book two, I'll have a better idea. Actually, How's that coming along? It's it's coming. I did not. This is really funny. I meant to publish it by this summer. And I actually put at the end of book one in the ebook form coming summer 2021. And oh. I did <laughs> not hit my deadlines because just, other stuff, other projects, other people wanted to hire me. And then also the industry started, I mean, it's been kind of quote unquote open, but it's been really reopening since like February, March when the vaccine rolled out. And it wasn't a trickle, it was like a floodgate opening. So I'm balancing other writing projects, I'm balancing audiobook narration, I'm balancing my own acting career and writing career. It's something I had to give. And I just, I don't have time, which is really sad. So I'm about, maybe 30,000 words. And I want to get up to at least like 60, 65. And that's first draft. So I was like, yeah, I'm not making deadlines. So I actually, luckily with eBooks, you can edit things. And so I took the coming summer Ah. 2021 off.
1: With your, with your first book though, did you write that all during the pandemic or did you start it before the pandemic?
0: Air of Amber and Fire. I actually wrote during the pandemic. I think I started it. I want to say like, May-ish April May-ish you know and then I want to I'm trying to remember when I gave you the first draft to look at was it in the summer yeah I mean it's all blurred together (laughs) it's one big year you know um but yeah I did write that all during the pandemic and I had the time because nothing was happening you know and now
1: and now it's like You've got this this author thing going, and suddenly everything else is coming back. So yeah, so you're, oh. yeah, you're re- ha- really having to juggle now.
0: It's a it's a lot of stuff. I don't mind it. I'm glad for the work. Like honestly, I have to say, as far as the pandemic and lockdown went, we were really lucky. We were so so lucky. Like I'm not complaining in that respect, but like it is a lot to balance because I'd never had to balance all this before. So. I don't know. (laughs) If anyone has time management skills, please let me know any tips.
1: So when are you going to write the screenplay for the the movie version?
0: You know, I was thinking, like, it could be a good audio drama.
1: (laughs) Oh, another podcast.
0: (laughs) Why not? I mean, the only thing with fantasy is, you know, think of how much you're spending in production to make a fantasy look good on screen.
1: Oh yeah, definitely a bigger budget.
0: Yeah, but you could you could, you know, make it a podcast, easy peasy. That's probably gonna be down the line. Honestly, there's just too many other things taking my attention right now. So which makes me sad, which I, I was really hoping to meet that deadline, but I I'm learning to be gracious with myself also and, and say, Okay, if I can't if I can't make that, it's okay to kind of fudge yeah. things a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, there were all of those uh, kind of pandemic resolutions like, well, since I've got this time, I'm going to do this, this and this. And then we didn't Mm -hmm. do that or something. We did some of it. And now that, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is here and we're going to have to go back to our full time schedules and what have you. Then we'll have that, quote unquote, excuse to not do stuff, you know? Yeah. Which I yeah, it's kind of like, oh, now I can use that as an excuse. You know, if you're going to write, you got to keep writing.
0: You know, I will say with with the novel writing, I mean, obviously any writing in general, but it's really hard to I kind of feel like if I was going to do this again, that I should just block off a month and like not see anybody. So I've been working on this novel since January, and it's really hard when you put it down for a few days and you come back to it because then you're like, oh, yeah, why did. Hmm. okay. So it's kind of one of those, I feel like I would be better served to just take a month off of life and go hole up in a cabin and just hammer it
1: out. Yeah, we had some members of the writers group who had done some of those um, weekend writing marathon kind of things, wasn't it?
0: I know a lot of people do that NaNoWriMo thing in November. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those
1: things. Yeah, yeah. basically try to crank something out in a few days.
0: I mean, you can, you can do it. You can totally do it. I will still admit I am a pantser. I am not an outliner. And so my characters are getting in all sorts of weird stuff right now. But it's okay. (laughs) It's fine. And when I send it to you for editing, you're going to be like, eh? It'll be great. Trust me, you'll love it.
1: Cool. Well, people can get your book now. So uh, if they're looking for some summer reading, where can they find it?
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? So it is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and pretty much... Anywhere you buy, like Apple Books, you know, anywhere you buy ebooks. And this is exciting the print version is now available.
1: Ooh. So oh, I didn't know about that. That's the first yeah. time I heard about that. Yeah. Cool. So the
0: ebook launched in March, but the company I'm going through didn't have a print option, and now they do. So it should be, well, by the time this airs, it should be available. It's in the, like, you know, still printing it out phase but yeah so if you're on amazon or barnes noble or wherever there should there's definitely the ebook option and very soon there will be the print option so i'm excited about that for
1: those of you who want the classic version
0: it's you know it's surprising how many people have said oh i don't want to read it on an ebook reader or i don't have one and really? i'm like really i thought everybody but no huh. it's surprising how many yeah. Well, as and, as your
1: friend, I would want a hard copy version so I could get it autographed.
0: Ooh. Well, that could definitely be in the cards. And here's another thing, guys. If you don't want to buy it, just request that your local library gets the ebook or print version. That would actually mean a lot. So if you don't want to buy it outright, ask your local library to download it for ebook or buy a printed copy for their library.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Air of Amber cool. and
0: Fire on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble or wherever. Mm-hmm. But we'll put that and we'll put Word WordCursion also in the show notes.
1: Sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah. So that's what we've been working on and what we will be working on as we take a little hiatus for the summer.
1: Yes, uh, I'm going to do a little traveling for a few weeks and uh, be launching my game. So I'll be pretty busy with that.
0: And I'll be... I don't know what I'll be doing. Maybe traveling. We're still not quite sure yet. We got a couple couple things that we're thinking about doing this summer. So, so we are taking a break and we will see you guys in the fall. You can and catch up
1: on all our all our great recent interviews and episodes if you've missed any. Yeah. There's still plenty of stuff to listen to.
0: As always, thank you so much for listening and for your comments and yeah, we'll see you guys in a few months.